Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. So happy to be with you this morning as we get ready, well, for Thanksgiving. It's tomorrow and what a joy that is going to be. We are going to continue talking about the Eucharist today. We have some other, one one final reminder for us to pray for the holy souls as well. All of that's ahead, but first let's pray our morning offering together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is so good to be with you this morning. We are just, you know, excited for what's coming up in our local area in the next few months here. One of those things is Seek 24. We're going to be talking about that again today with Brian Miller. He is the Director of Evangelization for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. And uh, so that is coming up today. We're also going to hear for our radio listeners a homily on indulgences in giving them to the holy souls. I say it often. Don't waste your suffering. Well, don't waste indulgence opportunities either. That's something I would say this morning. Anytime we have a chance to do something for the good of the holy souls, let's do that work for the good of the holy souls. It's something that we can all uh, we can all endeavor to do. So that is ahead today on the show. Now let's go to Mike Roberts for a check of today's weather and our saint of the day. Today is the memorial of St. Cecilia, virgin and martyr. Born in Rome during the second century, the legend of Cecilia tells us she came from a family of nobles. This was during the reign of the Roman Emperor Severus, whose hate for Christians produced many martyrs. Cecilia was engaged to a young man named Valerian, but on the day of their wedding, she informed him that she had converted to Christianity and taken a vow of chastity. Valerian's response was to convert as well, and he was secretly baptized by Pope Urban I. Shortly afterwards, Valerian's brother Tiberius also converted and was baptized. It was not long before the Roman authorities took action. The local prefect, Almachius, had the brothers arrested. However, Maximus, the arresting officer, was so moved by their faith, he converted as well. Enraged, Almachius had all three tortured severely and then beheaded. Cecilia was then arrested and condemned to die as well, but she was very popular in the community, which made Almachius concerned about a public execution. Instead, he sentenced her to death in a steam room. She was locked in the room for 24 hours, but to everyone's shock emerged unaffected. So Almachius ordered her decapitation, but after three blows from a sword, though badly wounded, she remained alive. Unable to speak, Cecilia showed her continued belief in the Trinity by holding her thumb and two fingers. Finally, after suffering in great pain for three days, she died. Stefano Moderna carved a statue of the slain Cecilia with her fingers and thumb clearly extended in honor of the Trinity. 
That statue can be found at the central altar of the Basilica of St. Cecilia in Rome. St. Cecilia, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. A prayer to the Archangel Gabriel. O blessed Archangel Gabriel, we beseech thee, do thou intercede for us at the throne of divine mercy in our present necessities that, as thou didst announce to Mary the mystery of the Incarnation, so through thy prayers and patronage in heaven we may obtain the benefits of the same and sing the praise of God forever in the land of the living. Amen. Brian Miller's with us here on Roadmap to Heaven again with a very special invitation for you. Brian, it's great to have you with us once more. Oh, I love being here. Covenant Network feels like a second home. It's such a great place to be. Yeah, so we've been talking about Seek 24 for the, quite some time now. So we had Dr. Shree with us last week talking about the Making Missionary Disciples track and how that is for everyone. You know, that's not just a college student thing. That's for everybody that wants to go out and evangelize. And I know a lot of people are signing up for that already. There's still room, by the way, to sign up for that at seek.focus.org. But some of our listeners have been saying, look, Adam, I'd love to go. I cannot give up a whole week to be down at the convention center, but I'd love to be part of this Seek experience. And what can I do? You know, what should I do? And I'd like to say there's a day pass available for Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, well, Wednesday, all the days. Uh, come early in the week if you're going to use a day pass, because I have a feeling you're going to want to come back for more. You're going to want to be there more than once. That's right. Yeah. But even if, if that's not feasible, there's still something for you. And Brian, what is that event we're talking about? Well, Focus has been a really great partner on having their conference here. And really, you know, their mission, they, they serve students on college campuses, but really they want to change the world for Christ. They want to reach everyone in the world for Christ. So they start on college campuses. Um, but their mission is the mission of the church, which is go and make disciples. So they understand that when they come into town, they really want to partner with the local archdiocese, the local church, to leverage the conference to reach as many people as possible. So they've been a great partner, and uh, we've worked it out, and they've been generous to invite anyone from the archdiocese of St. Louis or surrounding areas. So if you're in Belleville or anywhere within a within a short drive of St. Louis, Springfield, diocese, right, on either on either side of Springfield— Cape Girardeau or Illinois, uh, you can come to Wednesday night adoration for absolutely free. So you can experience the keynote. So Father Mike Schmitz, if you've ever heard of him, he runs a, a small little podcast called The Bible in a Year, amongst amongst other things that he does. He's kind of everywhere. Dr. Suri's giving a keynote as well. But really the highlight, I mean, those guys are great, but, but those guys in combination with Jesus and his real presence in the Eucharist in a room full of 20,000 people adoring the Lord, uh, it's it's really an unforgettable thing. So you can come down for that totally free of charge to be with us that night. We were talking about this with Jane Gunther in the context of the Eucharistic revival and the pilgrimage and then the Congress, that when this many people to get together in a particular place asking for God to pour out his grace, it is reasonable to expect that he will do so. It's really just a question of what will that look like, and how will not, we not be a question open to of it. If, how yeah. are we going to respond? And the Lord needs to work on our heart in that time as well, too. So we've had you on to talk about focus before. We've had you on to talk about seek, to talk about missionary discipleship and evangelization and all of these things. Uh, it, it's safe to presume that for anyone who's on fire for our Lord, at some point there was an experience, and more more likely experiences plural 
where God worked in your heart. And that's part of why you do what you do to lead these efforts in evangelization in the local church. I want to ask you about one of your experiences with SEEK and uh, going back to your college days, if I remember correctly. Tell, yeah, so tell us a little I, about, about that. I've really, it's been fun to watch Focus grow because I got involved in Focus as a freshman at Benedictine College in the fall of 2002, right? So we're going on 21 years of involvement. And you know, when I was involved as a student, there were 23 missionaries, I think, you know, across the country. Now there's a thousand. Uh, when I joined staff as a missionary, there were 150 missionaries. You know, now there's a thousand. So it's really been incredible. But my first Sikh conference was Kansas City in January of 2003. And I was doing that typical college thing where I went away to school and I went away to study theology and youth ministry. I was a youth group kid. I had a big conversion when John Paul II came to St. Louis. So I was I was living it and doing well. When I came home over Christmas to meet up with some of my friends who didn't go to Benedictine and maybe uh, didn't live quite the life that I was leading, they were uh, living differently. They maybe abandoned their faith, the typical college experience. Literally, the reason the focus exists on these campuses to go seek these kids out. And uh, there was just a lot of like temptation and and wrestling with who are you going to be? Are you going to go? And, and, you know, be with the people you knew and be live like they're starting to live and, and fall into that? Or are you going to be the man that the Lord is calling you to be? And I, I came back to Seek again. It's always right after Christmas break. And I had kind of a rough Christmas break. And I came back to Seek, and it was Saturday night of the conference. You know, it was a weekend conference at that point. And it was Jeff Cavins giving the keynote, and we had him for the men's conference here a couple of years ago, and it was great. And it was, I remember I was in the very last row, and he had this beautiful keynote, and it was, it was Jesus calling to Peter to get out of the boat. Like, if you want to live your faith, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to leave what you know, get out of the boat. And that keynote, that challenge, and that silent time of prayer, and it was just a, it was a, a recommitment of my life to Christ in that point that I was just firmly convicted, all right, Lord, like, this is, there's no halfway. You know, I got to keep my eyes fixed on you or else I sink, and this is who I want to be. So it was really powerful for me. So the opportunity to have, you know, people from St. Louis who maybe haven't had that type of experience in adoration or that type of uh, prayer uh, in this big of a community, it, it, it is life-changing, and it's changed my life, and I know it's going to change a lot of lives this year, too. To use the uh, poker analogy, that's when you went all in. I'm all You're in, like, baby. All the chips are that's in. Right. Let's go. And uh, what, what a great payout it has been to have Jesus work in your life versus not having him work in your life by rejecting him. Now— one of the other great things about the Seat Conference, and you've touched on this briefly, is the centrality of our Lord's Eucharistic presence. I mean, Mass every day. And I, I still remember, and I, I talk about this to the point that our listeners are probably saying, yes, Adam, we know. I remember Patty Schneier after the first Mass, just everyone she ran into, you wouldn't believe what happened at Mass. She came up to me and she's like, Adam, we have to talk about this. We were doing the live broadcast later that afternoon, and and she goes, we have to talk about what happened at Mass and just how overwhelmingly beautiful it was. I also remember Bishop Conley in his homily Wednesday morning last year saying, men especially, listen tonight, God is calling some of you to be priests. We're confident of that. And so many men hear that call in Eucharistic adoration. So if if you hear the Lord speaking, pay attention to that tonight. And uh, that still, you know, strikes me to this day. His homily that morning, and what he was saying to everyone about listening to our Lord in Eucharistic adoration, we wouldn't have the ability to have Eucharistic adoration without our priests. You know, we we wouldn't have Mass without our priests. We wouldn't have anyone to confect the Eucharist without our priests. And this is a special opportunity for them as well to come down that night and 
be part of this adoration night. Yeah, Archbishop was speaking to all the priests, Father Martin speaking to all the priests at a, at a recent gathering, and he just talked about how being a part of the liturgy and being down there with the young people and seeing the hope really renewed his own priesthood and you know bishophood. I don't know what you call that exactly, but but he felt renewed and inspired and more committed to his ministry because of these moments. You know, and the Lord used mountaintop moments, right? You know, he had the transfiguration, and he was always bringing people up to the mountain to experience God and then to send them back into the mission of everyday life. So we know we can't stay at seek. We know the big events aren't always everything in the church, but they become that that fuel for us for the rest of our mission to remember. I remember a few years ago I was I was having a hard time in my own ministry uh, and I ended up in I was at World Youth Day in Poland uh, doing what you do when you work at the diocese, you know, these these big events oftentimes. And uh, there was Adoration Night there sponsored by Life Teen Great Partners as well. And it was Bishop Bear and it was Matt Maher. And kind of in my life, I've heard and seen these people speak and minister before too on a pretty regular basis. So I'm maybe not as starstruck by them as as people who haven't heard or been with them before. Uh, But it was this really powerful, again, 17,000 people in Krakow at this English-speaking event. And they did an Adoration Night. And at the end of the Adoration Night... um, Matt Maher is singing, Christ is risen. And he's singing, you know, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, hell, where's your victory? And everyone in the arena was just going nuts. And they were, they were singing it and they were cheering. And it was like this joyful, amazing spirit of just energy. And I was standing there on the floor and I was weeping, just completely in tears. Because it was this real vision of the church alive. It was this real vision of, of Christ's victory already won and nothing's going to prevail. And I remember I came back to the diocese. Uh, a few months later, I was in spiritual direction. The end of the summer, I was catching up with my spiritual director, and I was lamenting to him all the hardships I had. You know, you know, like you do in spiritual direction. I was, I was complaining about my life. Woe is me, you know. And and I'd already told him this story about adoration, and he said, he goes, "Are are you thick? Don't you get it? The Lord gave you that consolation for this moment. He gave you that taste and glimpse of heaven for the moments that are hard. So if you don't have one of those in your own life, come to seek, come to adoration. I get your taste of heaven, and and when it gets hard, lean on that grace and to be strength and food for the journey. Yeah, I think of those mountaintop moments, and you've used that that phrase a couple times, talking about the transfiguration, uh, that these events come and go, and they're not everyday events. Seek is not an everyday of the year type thing. Uh, but that they help kind of give us that perspective and that focus. And I think for those of us who are in the same age range of parenting, you know, your kids, my kids are about the same age that there are the days that getting them out the door to Mass is the hardest thing in the world. And would you all just behave and get in the van and can't you find your shoes and whatever it may be? And and you might be saying to yourself, is this worth it? But you have these experiences, these encounters with our Lord in the Eucharist, and you, you can lean on those and say, okay, in that moment, I remember what I was committing myself to, to you, Lord, and it was precisely for moments like this where it's not easy, where it is perhaps mundane to wake up on Sunday morning when I just want to sleep in. But no, for you, I love you. I want to do this. I want to go do this. And uh, it, Brian, I don't know about you, but in my marriage, it's kind of the same way. If if what held our marriage together was the hope of, hey, you know what, tonight I'm going to get to go home and cook dinner and empty the dishwasher and help take out the trash, I probably would be saying, really? That's, that's like the highlight of, of marriage? Uh, but all of those mountaintop experiences with Beth, for me, make all of those times of doing the dishes and cooking the dinner the and taking out the trash, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they make it worth it. They, yeah, they right. make even, they bring joy even to those moments. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and you know, in the Gospel of John, he remembers the hour of the day where the Lord call, called him. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And Pope yeah. Francis has reminded us, the joy of evangelizing always arises from a grateful remembrance. So we need these moments to lean on because they really send us forth into mission. Okay, we've got a couple different web addresses we need to give you. So first and foremost, if you are interested in attending the entirety of SEEK on the Making Missionary Disciples track, or if you're a college student listening and you want to go as a college student, uh, just go to seek.focus.org. There's a registration button. You can click it to get more information without having to put a credit card or anything in. You have you have time to look at it uh, before you fully commit. Find out about that Making Missionary Disciples track. Find out if you want to do a full-week pass, a one-day pass. But to register for the Wednesday night adoration only, if that's what you're looking to sign up for, where do we go? Archstl.org slash seek. It's all, all right. on there, and that's got links through to everything you want to find. ArchSTL.org slash Seek. Hey, you know, and I say it every time, we're going to be down there all week. We are looking forward to the Seek conference. We're going to be at the St. Louis Gathering on Wednesday evening, and we look forward to meeting you, our listeners down there. I cannot encourage you enough to find a friend. Don't don't just go by yourself. Find a friend to invite. Find two friends. Fill your car. Uh, watch for more information because there might be some carpooling or, or satellite. Yeah, we're working on shuttles. They're not details are not quite yet. But yeah, working on some shuttles. So if you're interested in those, archstl.org/seek. Wonderful. Well, Brian, thanks again for being with us. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned for more. Prayer for God's blessing of one's daily work. O Lord, my God. Creator and ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work I do bring growth in this life to me and to those I love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. I unite all my work with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Holy Mass, that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. I beg your blessing upon all my efforts with St. Joseph as my example and guide, help me to do the work you have asked and come to the reward you have prepared. Amen. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R-catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. I suppose you could say it's a paradox that we can get excited about suffering, but this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, as, as Patty's been reflecting on lessons from the saints about weathering the storms of life, I'm just excited to hear what you're going to say. And on this Wednesday, Patty, I am ready for another daily dose of encouragement. Well, we've looked at Therese of Lisieux and St. John Henry Newman to give us nuggets about how to weather the storms of life. And the book that I'm sharing with you, it's a compilation of wonderful quotes, 120 quotes, all about hope. Many of them are from the saints. Some of them are not saints, but it's a, the name of the book is Safely Through the Storm by Deborah Herbeck. So today, on this Wednesday... Let's look to St. Francis Cabrini. She said this, Why, dearest daughter, do you waste time in sadness when time is so precious for the salvation of poor sinners? Get rid of your melancholy immediately. Don't think any more about yourself. Do not indulge in so many useless and dangerous reflections. Look ahead always without ever looking back. Keep your gaze 
fixed on the summit of perfection where Christ awaits you. I love that quote. Her point, her words of wisdom basically can be summed up. Don't waste one second of your trial. Time is precious, she said. And every second can be used for the salvation of souls, for the conversion of our loved ones, for the holiness of our priest, for the end of violence, for the sanctity of human life, for whatever intention is on your heart right now. Who needs your prayers? Become a warrior for the most hardened sinner, for anyone who's about to die in the state of mortal sin, uniting your suffering with Christ on the cross for the redemption of the world. It's a great reminder for us and a great lesson, one that I never tire of. Patty, thank you for sharing that with us today on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. What are you thankful for right now? Tomorrow is a day we dedicate to giving thanks. A priest recently said to me, I I asked him, I said, Father, what's your favorite Mass to celebrate outside of what we would normally assume, you know, Easter Christmas, uh, some of the big ones. And he said, one of my favorites to celebrate, Adam, is Thanksgiving Day Mass because the church is usually filled on a day that no one is obligated to be there. They all choose to be there. And I thought that was really beautiful. And having been a parish music director for so many years, I can tell you it's true. It, it, it's it's a big Mass. There's a, always a number of people there. And it's all by choice. And how great that is to start tomorrow off, giving thanks to the provider of all good things, giving thanks to God. Now, I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my parents, my family, my friends, and all they do for us. And I want to say thank you to them, too. But I know that all good gifts, first and foremost, come to us from God. So I encourage you tomorrow morning, take some time to say thank you. Start your day off with Holy Mass. It's a wonderful way to start the Thanksgiving holiday. One of the things I like to do every day in addition to an examination of conscience is to examine what am I grateful for? What happened today? What specifically happened today that I would like to thank God for? And the more I do this, the more I have found to be thankful for It's one of those things I always encourage people wherever I go. Take time every day, maybe just at lunchtime with that midday exam to list one thing you're thankful for so far that day. But even in the nighttime, before you go to bed, what are you grateful for? Because the more you look for how God is blessing you, the more you will find to say thank you for, the more you will be able to identify where he is working in your life. And let's say thank you for that. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. A prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mystical Rose, make intercession for Holy Church. Protect the Sovereign Pontiff. Help all those who invoke you in their necessities. And since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the True God, obtain for us from your Most Holy Son the grace of keeping our faith, of sweet hope in the midst of the bitterness of life of burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen. Well, that's our show for today. Let's not forget the homework we've been given each and every opportunity we have to do an indulged work for the souls in purgatory. Let's offer as many as we can, one per day, one per day, but let's be generous and 
working for them and offering them. So, you know, one of the great things about this, as we said earlier, is we then find ourselves staying in a regular habit of going to confession because you have to go to confession relative to the date that you do the indulged work. Another great thing about it, it's going to encourage us to go to Holy Mass more because you have to receive Holy Communion on the day that you do the indulged work. It's going to encourage us to continue to build our life of prayer because we have to do certain prayers for these indulged works. So it's a great thing. Our generosity is rewarded by the grace that God's going to pour out just as a natural effect of taking this time to go to confession, to go to mass, to pray. You know, I think of a vocation director who once said to me, Adam, God is not outdone in generosity. Now, some distort that to say that means he's going to pour out monetary blessings. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he is not going to be outdone. If you give generously, he's going to give generously. He already gives generously before we even deserve it just because he loves us so much. Our other homework, well, you know, again, if you're in the St. Louis metro area or within a reasonable drive, have you thought about going to Seek24, seek.focus.org for more information or for that Wednesday night adoration night, archstl.org slash seek. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again, thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. We're going to be taking tomorrow and Friday off for the Thanksgiving holiday. We won't have a show for you, but we will have Holy Mass, and there's going to be a special podcast episode that we hope to release on Friday as part of our deeper podcasts here on Roadmap to Heaven, so keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Pray your rosary today.